to the Chris and Sam podcast. Pull up a bar stream and join us for a random conversation, guaranteed to make you think or your money back. Hello and welcome to episode 329 of the Chris and Sam podcast. I'm Chris. And I'm Sam. Welcome along to your weekly dose of randomness, technology and life wrapped up into 30 minutes of audio gold. Audio gold. Yeah. What's okay. been happening? Everything's been happening this week. It's been very busy for me. <laughs> it has been pretty busy. Um, so we'll start off with Drink Up Your Next, eh? Yep, let's go. So we had uh, the cast and crew screening of Drink Up Your Next, which was a film by our friend uh, Nathan. And uh, yeah, it was it was good to see. It was, it was good to catch up with a bunch of people. Two weekends worth of work to make this short film. And yep. I don't know what the actual runtime was off the top of my head. Two two weekends of production time for us. To yeah. be fair, there's a lot more involved. Oh, from, yeah, yeah. from the other guys, uh, um, but they did do a lot of prep work for it. It was very quick turnaround. Uh, a lot of times uh, when you're doing indie films, especially short films, you're calling a lot of favors. You're asking for people to do work sort of outside their normal work time, things like that. And uh, yeah, really surprised at the turnaround on this one. Yeah, and so I I, I was pretty pretty impressed with it. So I will admit, and I and I'm. I'm sure Nathan knows this because I said something at the time. I wasn't overly impressed with the original script. I was like, I, I don't see the point. Yeah, and I think you could do that with a lot of things. I think the script, I don't know, it just, the, the once we got into the shooting of it and the performers, the actors the they got. The performances were great. Yeah. And that, that made all the difference. That made all the difference, yep. Yeah. And, um, uh, and it was I, good. He did cut a few things that I thought he would have left in. I think we mentioned on the drive afterwards, you know, the, the crowd dispersing. It was quite a bit of um, stuff. But, of course, you know, that's in the edit. You see whether that's worth keeping in or not. And obviously they I'm sure they had wasn't. some big discussions around it. Oh, I'm, I'm sure. So, yeah, no, well done. So uh, well done to Nathan. And the key thing is you learn it every time you do this. And this was his first it was his directorial de- debut, you know. Yeah, it really it was, did really so. well, and uh, it, so it'll be hitting festivals first, and then eventually it'll get released. Once it does, we'll let you know and where you can see it somewhere, hopefully online. I, oh, actually, I, I'll talk about um, my last Sunday. Uh, I went to. That's right. Well, actually, no, I went up to uh, Auckland Saturday night for the uh, a covert theatre production. So covert theatre is this really flash-looking little theatre in Ponsonby. Yes. And they uh, mostly do improv. They do oh, you can okay. have, do comedy shows, you can rent theatre out. It's, it's like really small. It's smaller than the Meteor, how but many? it's really flash-looking. Oh, okay. So how many people can it seat, is it like, if you were going to guess? <sighs> if I was to guess, I'd say 50. Okay. Maybe. Yeah. Yeah. So maybe 50, 60, yeah, something like that. So anyway, so it was it was really good. I went up there for the saboteur. And the reason I want to mention this particularly is anyone listening to this down in Wellington, it's going to be playing for a week there over the period of the comedy festival. Nice. Um, so that'll be coming up in the next couple of weeks, I think. So anyway, um, the saboteur is very clever. They've got uh, the MC, which is uh, my mentor in, in improv, uh, Jim Fishwick. Uh, they've got the intelligence officer, Mike. At a laptop there, oh, okay. that's what they call it. Yeah, uh, he's running the the, um, the the tech side of it, which I'll explain in a second. Oh. And then you've got five competitive um, players, five players of uh, improv. And the idea is they he, uh, Jim gives them, you know, I need three players and three people jump up. So he's not saying who normally. 
often he won't say, oh, oh, okay. just say yeah, yeah, yeah. I need three flights and three people will jump up or whatever. Of the five, one is the saboteur. And that's been... And s- nobody knows who it is except the saboteur and Jim. Oh, okay. So and, he's told them at some point. Yeah. Mark. So beforehand, one of them's told yeah. they're the saboteur. And so the idea is the saboteur tries to screw up the improv. Yeah, yeah. Right? Which sounds tricky. It is tricky. Um, but it works really, really well. So they go through for the first um, first few things, and then they have these, um, what do they call them? Uh, suspicionals. We'll have some suspicionals, and the spotlight goes down on the chair, and they come up one at a time going, well, I think it's, oh, I think it's yeah. Frank. Oh, that's I think, good. You know, I see. It's yeah, pretty yeah. cool. And then after they've done suspicionals, they – do a vote. So the audience votes on a website. So we jump onto our phones and it says, who do you think it is? Yeah. And it's just tick box and all the five names. And then um, the players all go in and they've got a different form they fill out with a few questions, I think, or something. And they get points, basically. And the one with the lowest points gets cut out. So then there's four. What happens if they cut out the actual person ahead of time? Well, they know who the saboteur is, and they're guessing who the saboteur is. So the saboteur can't be taken out. Oh, yeah, okay. So then there's four, and they do that again 20 minutes later, 15 minutes later, and then there's three, and it finishes with three. Um, Carol and I – Carolyn had never seen improv before, so we were pissing ourselves through it. It was hilarious. So it's all quite new to her. It was funny anyway. Like everybody was was laughing, not just us. Um, Although one was um, Pride and Prejudice and this chick's going da-da-da-da-da, Darcy, blah-blah-blah, and nobody else. None of the players knew anything about Pride and Prejudice. And I'm like – I wouldn't know anything either. Oh, of course, Carolyn's shocking. probably read it. So, yeah, it was funny as. Um, so, yeah, anyway, um, the saboteur, it's uh, traveling down in Wellington. If you get a chance, go and see it. Absolutely brilliant. We stayed in for the next one, which was the Improv Bandits, which is an oh, okay. uh, Auckland group that's been going for like 10 years. You yeah. Know, People coming in and out, and there was uh, four of them, four of them, and that was that was pretty cool. That and they're just doing cool. sort of normal improv but, sort of stuff? Yeah, a lot more. Basic improv stuff. Oh, yeah. Well, no, I shouldn't say basic, but, you know, standard yeah, standard yeah. improv. So that was really cool. And so we left there about 11, and the next morning yeah. I went to the Anzac Dawn Parade oh, you did? in Auckland. Nice. Yes. That's my first Anzac Dawn Parade ever. Yeah. I've been meaning to go to one for, oh, I don't know, the last 20 years Forever. probably. <laughs> so that's the big one at the... Yeah, that was the big one. Uh, Jacinda spoke there oh. and, and all the rest of it, the big cameras. We couldn't see crap no, we got yeah, there yeah, late. Right. And, yeah, you know, right. You're miles away. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But, um, yeah, it was a big, big production. It was great. It, it was really cool. And uh, it helped that the weather was pretty good too. <laughs> Excellent. Down. So, yeah, that, that was interesting. Very good. How was your weekend? Oh, wow. It's been a busy week. On Monday last week, we went to Tim's place to get, uh, well, help with getting the seeds out of his pumpkins. And, uh, oh, right, the, the winning the... Um, yeah, so it's yeah, the heaviest yeah. pumpkin in New Zealand, 844.5 kilos, and his son Alex had one at 702.5. So Alex's one we cracked open, which is fine. Alex likes to climb into the pumpkin, um, which is fine. How, how old is Alex? 13, 13 yeah. 13, yeah, so he's, he's, he's a good size to jump in He's getting in there. pretty solid now, this dude. But it was weird because we... I, we looked at his pumpkin patch. Uh, I had Sarah with me. I said, here's his pumpkin patch. I said, what's that pumpkin? And his pumpkin, uh, the patch is like all got grass up to chest height. And there's this giant pumpkin sitting there. And he goes, oh, oh, that's the one we didn't bring. It's like five or 600 kilos. Holy okay. Crap. And that pumpkin, the whole stump rotted out. 
the main stump just disappeared and he goes, oh, this pumpkin's gone. And he just left it anyway. So Alex's pumpkin has five or 600 seeds in there. He's ripping seeds out, throwing them in a bucket. Tim opens his pumpkin up. I think we got 12 seeds out of it. That Holy were crap. Tw- 12 that were solid and maybe six that are viable. And then all the rest were just empty seed showers. And this isn't the first time this has happened to him. This is like the third time it's happened to him. He's had a... One of his record pumpkins a couple of years so those, ago. They, those would be then quite expensive seeds if if they were to sell them. Oh, technically, yes, but it's New Zealand. Like people don't understand the value of. Uh, it's all just bizarre. People. It, it still blows my mind that you know you can have hundreds of seeds in one and then a I dozen know, seeds I in know. the other. It, it just like yeah. so. Uh, next next year, he's not going as competitive. He goes, "I'm. I'll grow a pumpkin. We're going to grow one together, him and Alex." And he goes. But I'm not doing uh, as much because he's going to invest more time in another hobby he has, which I never knew he did. What do you think it is? Fish. <laughs> no, he's still doing that. So he's got the big fish tank. He breeds tropical fish, which is pretty cool. If you need tropical fish, let me know. I can hook you up with a guy. Uh, no, golf. He's he, into golf. Yeah, he plays golf a couple of times a year. And he goes, I'm just going to go all in on golf and um, join some random club. Because not, not joining Morrinsville. He said it's very clicky and they don't like new people. I was like, what? He goes, yeah, I'm going to go somewhere else, and uh, I'm going to get handicap, and yeah, I'm going to play golf like hard out. <laughs> okay. Okay. Yep. It's good to be a dairy farmer. Uh, no, so we did that, <laughs> and then later on in the week, uh, we brought a fridge. Me and Sarah brought a fridge, which is an experience in itself. It's not here yet, Chris. No, I was just going to say, I haven't No, no, I don't know. I don't, no, I mean, I don't know when it's coming. They don't know when it's coming. Who knows? Anyway. Oh, because of the COVID thing and, and oh, shipping it, it in? Or? Uh, they said that there's a shipment already in Auckland, but they don't know who it's allocated to. Which stores right. have got it. Uh, and there's another shipment coming on the 15th or so. So probably the middle of this month. Someone someone this month should get hold of me to say we're going to bring a fridge around. Yeah. That's uh, fine. Yeah. Yeah. I, just on that shipment, I know you, you can carry on with that in a sec. But yeah. Um, yeah, we had two containers come in this week. Yeah. So we normally would say, uh, get a container, have a week off, get another container in. That's right. But because of the way things are, we never know when they're going to arrive. Mm. So we had two arrive at this once. So we ended up opening the two containers on the same day. Does that so, mean you run out of room to store it all? Uh, yeah. Well, no, we've got heaps of room, but it becomes a bottleneck, right? Because yeah. you've got uh, 80 to 110 pallets. Yeah. You know, that we've got to wrap, which yeah, is, yeah. takes time, and then go take them in and, and put them up. I didn't hang around. Uh, as soon as I finished, I was like, "Right, I'm out of here. I'm yep, going home." I've done I needed it. Well, I needed a shower because I was, <laughs> yeah, I was a bit of a mess. Two hours for me to uh, unload sort that the out. Container. Uh, so, shout out to Heathcoats. They did a good deal. The guy Nathan there is really good. Uh, yeah, Heathcoats is where I got my freezer as well. Yeah, my test freezer. They're, pretty, they're really good. They they seem to have some good deals, but it's weird because we had spoken a couple of months ago to some woman at Harvey Norman. She's like, oh, "If you ever looking for anything, come to me." And I don't know what was happening, but Harvey Norman was absolutely mental when we walked in. There was people everywhere buying stuff like it was some sort of weird Armageddon-type sale. I don't know what was going on. We tracked this woman down, and I said, look, they've got this fridge at $300 cheaper than what you've got. And she went, oh, okay, let me see what I can do. And then she come back, she goes, how soon do you want? How soon? And I said, I don't care how soon it is. I've got a fridge. This is just a bigger one. Oh. And then she goes, well, that price, I can match it, but they must, uh, we're selling it at a loss to you. That's got to be a loss leader for them, a loss leader. And I was like, no, correct me if I'm wrong, a loss leader in the world of normal, say, um, dairies and stuff, 
They sell something at a loss to get people into the store then to hopefully sell them more. Milk's a good example, I think. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Not a bloody fridge. No, no yeah. not a fridge at no, all. No, exactly. Like, so I was only... like, what are you on about? What? What? They're going to come in for a fridge and then go, you know what? I'll buy all the other appliances. Anyway, she comes back and she goes, I can match that price, but I really, really, really recommend that you get the extended warranty. You must get the extended warranty. And she was going, it's on the only way they're going to make yeah. any money. And I yeah. was like, yeah, calm down. And then I went back to Heathcote's. And the, the Heathcote's guy was like so lax. He's just like, this is the price. And he explained... Uh, why he had to do it that way, he goes, look, I thought I could do a better deal, but he goes, literally, like, that's it, because we've got a rolling average price, blah, 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 blah. Uh, interesting enough, though, anything that's black, Chris, is an extra $300. Really? Yeah, it's real weird. You know, there's a lot of stuff now. It's just so... Did you get a black one? No, no it silver. Screw that. <laughs> so the, the silver's quite a dark silver, which is nice. Uh, anyway, yeah, no, because we were like, I'm not paying 300 Because I said, did they just make up this price because it's black? And he goes, yeah, pretty much. And he goes, I can take like $100 off it or something. And I was like, oh, I'm not paying more money for a black fruit. Stuff it. No. No. It's weird. It's very That's, weird. It, it, that is... That is really weird because I suppose a black fridge would. Look, I can't even imagine a black fridge. I've never seen a black fridge. Oh, they're real nice. It's like a matte black finish. It's pretty epic looking in the store because yeah. one store had black and the other had silver, and they had to order the other one. So whatever. Yeah, it was a whole rig. Anyway, sorted that out. Can't wait for that to turn up. Very exciting. Cool. So that was cool. And what uh, are you doing with your old fridge? Going to sell it. All right. Hopefully, if you want a fridge. Uh, uh, I might actually consider it. Would it fit in that gap where my little fridge is? I think so. Yeah. 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 Well, yeah. We'll work that out offline. That's right. We will. <laughs> uh, and then today we went to the Great New Zealand Food Expo show. Oh, yeah. I don't that? know what the word is. Where's that? Claudelands. It's on tomorrow too. It's oh, the one we okay. went to that okay, one time yeah. and then we jumped the fence when we left. Yeah, I think I've still got the um, vegetarian cheese and mac thing. That's what it fridge. was. I couldn't remember what the thing was. I was like, what's that thing and we, we got? Ch- and we talked to those girls and we recorded them. We put them on the uh, podcast. Yeah, I, think, yeah, I don't know. Yeah. We don't remember we talked. Anyway, two things. One, uh, I don't know what the name of it is, so I don't care. Look it up. Toffee Vodka. Toffee Vodka. Toffee Apple. No, Toffee Vodka. Okay. Amazing. They were like, do you want to try this? First thing I walked in, like, uh, I was like, yeah, okay. And they're like, uh, it's way more toffee than vodka. And, I was like, and it was just like, boom. 60 bucks a bottle on special at the moment, $70 online. Uh, I'll try and find their name. I can't remember what they called off the top of my head. And there were some people there selling coffee machines. Who do you... Oh, coffee machines. Who, yeah. Who do you want when you're selling a coffee machine? You want, um, yeah. Somebody so that Somebody can, can make a coffee. Oh, no, yeah, this woman could make a coffee, but she was like the weirdest little meekest woman, and you could barely hear her. Oh, we've got this little machine here, and it's got a few buttons and this and that. We've got 33 different flavors in the pods. I was like, okay, cool. I swear they didn't, whatever one we picked, they were like, because she started mumbling to another woman. I don't think we've got that one. Uh, And uh, the reason I don't think we got what we actually asked for was, A, it didn't taste like what I thought was going to come out, which was like a chocolate caramel thing, and I got some sort of coffee, and the pods were different colours to what their chart was. Anyway, I was like, and this was when hardly anyone was there, and later on when there was heaps of people, it was real noisy, and I was like, you can't hear this woman. That just makes me think about the drink up your next. Uh, you know, what is Chris known for? Chris is known for oh being gosh. loud. <laughs> it's, it's scared. Yeah. <laughs> Nathan sidled up to me. There's a room full of people chatting and drinking and, you know, all that. And he goes, Chris, I need your loud voice. 
Can you get everyone's attention? I think he should have said, I need a 25% of your loud voice. <laughs> and that would have been plenty. I think I did scare a couple of people. But oh, yeah. you did. Uh, hey, uh, what's... Uh, hit me. Uh, let me know what's happening with old. Uh, what's Joe Rogan been doing? Okay, so David got- Farrier mm. um, tweeted. Uh, his his tweeted his tweet is this. I'll read it out. It sucks so hard that Joe Rogan has such a giant audience of young people that <coughs> lamp up his shit. So many of my friends are fans, which mystifies me. And he does stuff like this. Sigh. And and what he's done is he has encouraged. Uh, but but basically, Spotify's Joe Rogan encourages healthy 21-year-olds not to get a coronavirus. Mm. So in his podcast, Joe Rogan encouraged healthy young people not to get the COVID-19 uh, vaccine, saying, if you're like 21 years old and you say to me, should I get the vac- vaccinated, I'll say no. Um, experts ex- uh, estimate in order to achieve herd immunity, society may need to get to a critical mass of between 70 and 90% of people vaccinated. I saw the end of this somewhere, and I don't... So he did all this, and then some scientists, I don't know if they contacted him or what the deal was, or maybe Spotify told him, and he came out and says, hey, look, I'm not a scientist, I've listened to him, I'm an, actually, I'm an idiot. I'm an effing idiot, I think he said. He goes, don't listen to me, I was wrong. Like he admitted he was wrong. Oh, okay, because so, I haven't heard that. No, so, uh, yeah, and then I'm getting my COVID vaccine in two weeks' time. I'm booked in for that. So oh, right. I get it for first uh, first shot. Is that through a work thing? Yeah. yeah all right. So right. first shot in two weeks, then three weeks later I get the second one, which is fine. I went over to my parents and I said, I'm getting this COVID thing. And my mum's like, oh, I don't know about that. I said, what do you mean? Well, I'm just going to wait. I said, what? No. And she was like really weird about the whole thing. I said, are you reading weird stuff on the internet? Because if you are, you, you've lost the plot. Don't read any of that. Like, I don't know what you're on about. Almost got in this massive argue, like one-sided argument. I know, I know. And, I, and she goes, no, just wait and see. I, and then after the fact, I was like, this makes no sense. If you get the flu vaccination, there's no difference to in my head. You, you can't do one and the other. You so she, do- she does get the flu vaccine? Yeah, I think so, as far as I know. But uh, I, after the fact, I was like, she's part of this walking group thing now, and I reckon she's mixing with some weirdo somewhere. Mm-hmm. That's what I think it is. Anyway, uh, but you'd get it, eh, if it's offered? Oh, absolutely. Yeah. That's why I asked, are you getting this through work or can we just sign up for this? Now? No, I think you yeah, guys yeah, are yeah. June or July. Yeah, all right. Uh, okay, cool, cool, cool. Fourth round. Yeah, no, work came through and said. Because I, I think I said this before, but uh, working in like a supermarket environment, I think every like supermarkets should be one of the first things off the ra- cab off the rank. Sort yeah, of thing. I because think Because so. everybody goes through. It's like a nexus of potential infection. Yeah, I'm I'm amazed we haven't got more. Uh, obviously, it's this time of the year, Chris, when I get a bit antsy about uh, stupid art. I won't go on about it too much, but uh, <laughs> we still haven't done one. Though. No, that's the problem. Like, I can't go too bad about this because every year I go, I I just can't come up with the right idea. So this is the number eight wire piece of art for field days. They've already judged it. They already gave the woman $7,000 for it. I don't have it written here, but she basically admitted, she goes, oh, I didn't think I was going to get the money for this, basically, in, in not those words, but she said some roundabout arty farty way. So she made three loops of number eight wire that are sort of stuck to the wall, and then at the bottom of the wire, I didn't know what it was, it was like a block, and she said it was soap, but she, they could have done resin, and in the soap, is a little piece of gorse, and there's three of them. 
And that was it. And it was something to do with the fragile nature of farming or blah, 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 blah. It was a massive... It's all about the story, man. It is. It's all about the story. And it's a big... It is. And it's a very big article in the... uh, I think we got rid of it. But it was like almost a full-page thing about this waffle. In the local uh, paper. The free one, yeah. Yeah, yeah. And uh, I I don't know. It's the money as well. Like, I think it was two... How much money? Seven grand. If it was two grand... I'd be a bit better with it. <laughs> no, like I think, yeah, like yeah, day uh, yeah, anyway. Seven grand. Uh, we're working on it. We're working. On, we might have to get Diego we, involved. We will I think. definitely because we'll I don't mind splitting it. seven grand with three or four people. <laughs> just throwing it out there. <laughs> um, yeah, yeah, just, yeah, yeah. So anyway, uh, we've got this thing, Chris, that we got contacted by Smooth My Balls. Who? Well, we. the, uh, the podcast. Oh, really? Well, we well we sort of did. Um, uh, well, uh, uh, right. I'll tell carry you. on. Tell me. Yeah, 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 I'm yeah. going to just lean I, back away from the mic and chuckle away. I also <laughs> don't want you to smooth my balls, Chris. If you're wondering, um, in case there was something you were thinking about. No, no, no. So we got a message on Instagram, and it came from this woman called Heidi NBVGX Gardner, and I was like, this seems because it went into the spam thing. And it goes, hope you're good. I work with a brand who needs podcasters to receive a review kit of their product and will help promote your podcast. If you're interested in teaming up with this brand and earning while doing so, message Smooth My Balls. So online, there seems to be about two or three companies that are hitting social media really hard. And it's, it's imperative that men have smooth balls, apparently. And they've all got these trimmers. So someone in China made a trimmer that you doesn't get snagged and you don't cut yourself, I yeah. think. And all these people use it. Anyway... Long story short, I messaged Smooth My Balls and I said, hey, I got this woman. I don't know if this is legit or not. What's the deal? And then I've got this message and it goes, hey, this is Nick from Smooth My Balls. Now, some of the words in here are broken. So I don't know if this is AI or Crazy Asian. Um, Right now, we are looking for some people to promote and review our trimmer for balls and body. We truly believe we have the best product for this and want to prove it. So we are going to contribute over 35% to test it out, the trimmer. Uh, I have already sent your profile to Tom, and he has given me the green light to send you out a review unit, blah, blah, blah. So we've got this link, and it says Reserve Kit 21. So I don't know if we're the 21st one to do it. But you go to it, and there's a video, and they explain it all. So they're like, hey, we will send you a trimmer, you test it, you write a review about it, you put it on social media, you let us know, then we send you a grooming kit worth over $70, and in that, you get the pube muncher, which is like a brush that collects your pubes. Yeah. Hedge clippers. Yeah. <laughs> oh, also, the, the pube muncher is like, a, it's like a dish brush, basically, and it's got a face on it with like a cookie monster type face. What? Anyway, and that's, what? that helps you sweep up your pubes. And, you know, and then uh, you get 20 bucks off the turf chopper, whatever the hell that is. And then you get a special code link that when people use it, we get an affiliate payment, right? Cool. I'm like, because this, this is that whole manscaping thing, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So oh, manscaping yeah. came along and they go, oh, let's just get some hair clippers and go, these are for your your, your bits. Your bits and uh, I think, charge more money for it. Well, I think that there was such a market for the woman. They just said, why are men not doing it? And then they just marketed men. Anyway, clicked on the link, watched the same, blah, blah. But they're like, hey, the very first thing that they want to send to us is normally worth $160. But if we pay them $59, they'll send us the first thing that we have to use and talk about. And then we get the other stuff sent to us for free. And I was like, oh, I knew there was a catch somewhere. I'm not keen on paying 60 bucks, whatever. 
Yeah, for something you wouldn't normally. Normally, yeah. Anyway, that's been happening. So uh, thanks, uh, those people. Um, yeah. So we're not going to promote this right now. No, if you want to, uh, what was if, it if you want to, if you want to donate some money so that we get this and then we test it, <laughs> just go to patreon.com yeah. uh, or hit us up and I'll give you a PayPal address. Yeah, and, and uh, uh, we can just you know not shave our balls and um, use it for something else. How's that? That'll be good. Oh my god! Hey, do you remember anyway. Stumble Upon back in the day? I, I still, I'm still with Stumble Upon. Oh, is it still around? Is it any good? Yeah, uh, I must admit I haven't been on it for a while, but I've got it on my phone. Here, let me go here, stumble upon. I can't because I think they sold it or something, eh? Or somebody took it over. Something happened. I don't know. We've run out of stumbles in this filter. Um, okay. So if you like stumble upon or you want to know more about it, it was like you press the button, it will take you to an interesting website. The yep. cool thing about stumbledupon.com back in the day, and you can still do it, uh, as Chris just told me, uh, you can pick different topics that you're interested in and you'd only see that. And you yep. could say yes or no to the things you saw. There's another crowd that's come out that's tried to replicate the originality of the first uh, version of that, stumbled.cc. You don't pick any categories. It just takes you to random interesting websites. It sounds like drunken internet. And you can stumble.cc. Yeah, stumble.cc. <laughs> and you can... Um, yeah, you can save. All you can do is save a website to look at it later. Yeah. Uh, if you had stumbled and you haven't saved it, you can't go backwards. Uh, it's pretty cool. Seen some really interesting stuff. Oh, okay. Yeah. No, I um I, I really liked stumbled uh, stumble upon, and I liked um dig and delicious and those yeah. things. I, yeah. you, I think dig's gone, isn't it? Oh, I think they sold it. Or, I can't yeah. It, it's and version. I don't know. If yeah. that's still around. But things have changed now. Things have changed so much uh, in internet time. Yes. Do you know what uh, – oh, where's the link? Hey, this – obviously, um, COVID's been hard for everybody. And some people had to uh, come up with their own form of um, entertainment. And uh, let me just find this link. And I like it, obviously, when people lean into whatever the random idea is that they've got. So this guy, this UK man – decided to beat boredom by parking in every single car park at his supermarket every single day. So every day he's moving one across. Yeah, pretty much. It took him, uh, well, not every day, but just when he can. So but when it's, he goes in, yeah. it's actually taken him six years, to be honest. I just realised that. Uh, t- there's only 211 bays, right? But his missions captured all these people because he's posting about it online and he's ranked them from God tier to those to avoid in case other one other people want to make the pilgrimage to the store to bathe in his glory. Uh, what? Yeah. So he, uh, when he said that he did it, he included diagrams, spreadsheets, and an explanation of his methods on Twitter and social media. He received ninety thousand likes and fifteen thousand retweets. It's great. Yeah. Look, there's a little little map there of what's good and what's not. I <laughs> oh, just, I mean, why not? So I just clicked on the link. Oh, no, that's an advert. Oh. What advert? I only just saw this, and uh, it came out in December. There's a, You've probably seen it. Um, I don't know what it's called. I put robot dance video. Uh, video of more Boston Dynamic robots dancing from oh, yeah? December, and it's all of them. But the, the, two, the humanoid one with the two legs, man, it's doing some cool moves. Uh, I'll link it in the show notes. Check it out. It's, yeah, it's, I didn't know they'd made another one. Cool. I'll have a check out of that. I want to talk about cricket. Are you a cricket fan? Not really. 
Okay, good, because I'm not. I don't like cricket, really. But cricket in India carries on diverting resources from the coronavirus fight. So I'm going to read a couple of bits. So they can keep playing cricket. Yeah, I'll I'll read this so so you'll get the idea. As plumes of smoke rose from cremation grounds where bodies were arriving faster than they could be burned, teams of professional cricket players squared off under the lights of a cavernous stadium named for India's Prime Minister Narendra Modi. The jarring... the jarring scenes unfolded on Thursday in Ahmedabad, the capital of Mr. Modi's home state of Gujarat, and a hot spot in India's spiraling, spiraling coronavirus outbreak, which is claiming an average of nearly 3,000 lives a day. Oh, if not more by now. Yeah. For decades, cricket and its charismatic stars have commanded exalted status in India, where the once genteel colonial game attracts its biggest and most passionate fan base. Now, public anger is growing at the sports marquee international product, the Indian Premier League, That's right. which is playing matches in a bio bubble nice. without spectators that has drawn criticism for diverting resources from the country's wider coronavirus fight. So, what re- so basically, nobody can get a test, but these cricketers are getting one test every two days. Yeah, good. They need that. Um, and, you know, nobody can get the health services, but these guys have an ambulance and medical Just thing in case. on, on mm. call for each team at all times, um, just sitting there. Doing nothing. Wow. Um, I mean, that's a bit crazy. Yeah. So, but Indians are really, like, mental about cricket. Like, But, but that, I mean, that guy, who's the Kiwi that went over there and he became a millionaire because they paid him straight out? When they go to the IPL league and yeah. they do the auctions and they pick up the Kiwis who play in the off-season, and I think one of the Kiwis just got, it was something stupid. I think it was a million dollars. He got a million-dollar contract straight away. Hmm. Very good. That actually brings us to the end of the podcast, Chris. Yes, yes. Um, so, anything uh, coming up this week? Uh, nah. Nah. Work. I, I, I'm going to be working less. For the last two weeks, I've been starting at four in the morning. Uh, I can start at eight in the morning this week. Yay. Very good. Uh, no, so, um, yeah, until next time, uh, I'm Sam. I'm Chris. See ya. Bye. Hope you enjoy the show. Make sure to subscribe and we'll catch you next week. Don't forget to tell your friend.